There's some what? There's some. Oh my God! Certified free. Hey. Seven days a week. ass Make that pullout game weak. All right, so that's how we're starting the podcast. The wet ass pussy song and video basically broke the internet, and not in the way that Kim Kardashian's ass apparently did back in like what 2015 when she bought sharp champagne. And it was obviously fake because there's no way the champagne was going to land on her ass. But you remember when that happened? Well, yeah, that kind of happened again for real this time because, you know, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion dropped probably the most explicit song ever. Well, at least for women, at least in regards to women. And hey, guys, that's not a bad thing. That's literally not a bad thing that women are able to talk about you know their sexuality as much and as blatantly as they are doing now i mean there's had there has been a lot of criticism mainly from people who are not you know who i guess don't know it's 2020 because if you knew it's 2020 you would know that this is just like normal you know what i mean this is just what it is and it's funny because when I first listened to the song, and I actually did a first reaction to the song, if you go to the YouTube channel, but when I first reacted to the song, um, I was just kind of laughing at how explicit the song was. Also, how fucking great the song is and how hard it is with the beat and the sample and just the way that everything combined to make a fucking banger that basically amounted to the perfect collab between Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B. But I didn't really think that the song was really, really explicit. To me, it just seemed like yet another song by two, like, very sexual rappers. Women rappers, I should say. Um, That's really what it seemed like to me. But apparently, this was a really explicit song. And people really, certain people really took an issue to this. um, I guess because they're just Puritans. And, you know, they don't want women talking about their wet-ass pussies. I don't know what it is. For some reason, this subject matter does not hit me in the way that it hits a lot of people right like when i say wet ass pussy i'm not i feel like there's certain people that say that and then they kind of turn into like little kids it's like oh my god that's so explicit that's so freaking vulgar i can't believe i just said those two those three words wet ass pussy that's not like you know i mean it's so explicit that they had to actually change it to the clean version of the song on YouTube for it to for the video to drop. Which will make sense because this YouTube video has been trending number one on YouTube. A lot of people are watching the video for obvious reasons. Not just the song and not just their looks, but just apparently... It, uh, well, I saw the video. The video is actually very well done. It reminds me of like a t- early 2000s video with all the fucking colors that you see in there. But with the modern sensibilities of uh, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion showing off their beautiful bodies. You know what I'm saying? I don't think anybody should be complaining about seeing that shit. But yeah, this this shit kind of broke the internet in many ways. You know what I mean? For one, like how vulgar it was. Like I said, a lot of people were taken aback by it. I didn't realize how many people were truly taken aback by it. But there's fucking congressmen talking about it. There's... um. You know, there's uh, popular political pundits, the triple P's, you know what I'm saying? They're out here, like Ben Shapiro specifically, just saying, oh, this is this is so disgusting. You know, the Joe Budden podcast mall from the Joe Budden podcast is just kind of like, man, this is wild. Can't believe women are talking to those guys like that. This is wild. This is crazy. That's crazy. 
Um, but again, I don't. I didn't find anything wrong with this video. To me, it didn't seem as explicit as any of the things that Cardi B and uh, Megan Thee Stallion have been doing for the past couple of years. I mean, has anybody listened to a Megan Thee Stallion song? It's exactly this. <laughs> <laughs> like her verse wasn't even anything crazy maybe it's just the fact that the title is called wet ass pussy that took people back but even then that's not even that crazy especially because it's not the actual title of the song is WAP you know what I'm saying which is a very good acronym and a lot of women are going to start using that but there is absolutely nothing wrong with what these women are doing like people are really kind of trying to make it a bigger deal than it is. And it just kind of shows the sexism, the inherent sexism in hip-hop, that when women are this explicit, like, there's there's going to be a lot of people like CeeLo Green, of all people. Where the fuck has CeeLo Green been? You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody knows where the fuck, what the fuck he has been doing. I know he recently dropped a project, but nobody has been fucking talking about CeeLo Green. And then all of a sudden, CeeLo Green is like, this is this just shows the morality in which we're at, you know, coming from somebody who's me too before me too even happened. So that's how you know he fucked up real quick and real bad. But yeah, like you know, guys just saying this is you know stupid subject matter. They're not really saying anything. It's like they are. They're just not speaking to guys. You know what I'm saying? It's not even. They're not even speaking to guys. But it's not like guys can't listen to this. Why would it be weird for a guy to listen to women? be sexual it's better than me listening to future talk about how he fucks a lot of women i don't want to know what the fuck future is doing you know what i'm saying you know possibly you know guys probably want that so it can rap along but when you're actually listening to it you're listening to another guy talking about the women he, he fucks you know what i'm saying you want to know that i'd rather hear women talk about how they fuck you know what i'm saying that's way more interesting to me as a straight i was gonna say straight white male uh, a straight dominican male than it is, you know, hearing these guys being explicit, but, yeah, I mean, it just shows that it's like a paradigm shift, and it's actually, like, very good that this is happening, that now, like, women are kind of able to be this sexual, because, like, like, it's not, I mean, it's not like this is the first time women have been this sexual, you know what I'm saying, like, there's this little, you know, kind of underrated artist, people might know her, is, her name was Cupcake, Cupcake, you know, some of her most tame songs are way more explicit than this shit. You know what I'm saying? So I guess people are saying it's because it's mainstream, but it's not like this hasn't been happening. This has been happening for the last couple of years. I don't know where you've been if you haven't realized this. But, yeah, I mean, I really enjoy I mean, and, you know, if we strip everything away, this is a great fucking song. That's the biggest thing to me. The fact that this is kind of like an amazing song that it's catchy that I would play. Like, without shame, I would, like, shamelessly play this song at any, anywhere. Because it's just really good. It's, it's just a catchy, good song. It's good music, so I'm not tripping about playing it. I guess some people might be about it, but... Uh, but the other thing about this song and video that was interesting, in the video, uh, Kylie Jenner made a cameo, and for whatever reason, the internet just hates Kylie Jenner. And I don't think it's just Kylie Jenner, I think it's just the whole kardashian uh jenner family that the internet hates for good good for good reason or maybe not good reason but i understand the reason it was like oh they don't do anything they profit off of black culture this and that there's definitely things you can criticize them for but i just find it fascinating how much people hate kylie jenner you know what i'm saying like she was just it maybe has to do with the fact of the Tory lanes megan and kylie jenner situation that we still don't know what the fuck happened but 
I just find it funny that, yeah, they just kind of are coming at Kylie Jenner. They even made a petition for her to, <laughs> they made a petition for her to uh, uh, get, get excluded from video, which, what the, f- I mean, you know, do you, you think that's going to do anything? Do you think the producers of this video, the directors are like, you know, Megan or, or Cardi themselves are going to be like, yeah, you know what? You guys are right. Let's get rid of our friend Kylie. I'm assuming they're their friend because why else would she be there? You know, maybe a favor. I don't know why, but I'm assuming there have to be some kind of clothes for Kylie Jenner to get a random, you know, cameo that doesn't really amount to anything but Kylie Jenner walking. But I doubt this petition is going to make you know, I doubt this petition is going to be successful. I don't think that Kylie Jenner is going to get excluded from this video, you know, just because people are petitioning for that to happen. But it's just funny that they hate her so much because it's not like she did anything bad. And it's not like she looked ugly either. That's another thing. If she didn't look good, I will be mad. And the gl- granted, I understand it's probably, oh, it's not all natural and it's not melanin like Cardi and, and uh a Megan, so she kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. She kind of does, but not really because she is also a bad bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't think, I don't know. I don't, I don't see the issue with um, Kylie Jenner being in the video. She looked great to me. Um, the cameo was kind of pointless, so maybe that's the only thing that was kind of off of the cameo of guard. But regardless. Everything about this song and music video is not only good, but necessary uh, for women and anybody who complains about it. It's just kind of sexist, you know what I mean? Or just, you know, close-minded or old-fashioned. All three of those things are bad, you know what I'm saying? Well, there's nothing wrong with being old-fashioned, but, like, sticking by your old-fashioned ways is, like, not good when the world keeps moving, you know what I'm saying? All you, all that's going to happen, you're going to get left behind, you're going to be the crazy guy, crazy old guy yelling in the sidewalk. So you kind of just need to accept the fact that this is what women are doing now. And um, I don't see anything wrong with it. Yes. And by the way, what you all know, but most people don't know, unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. All right. Well, Joe Biden just keeps fucking up. And it's funny because he doesn't pop up in a lot of places. But whenever he pops up, you best believe it's going to be a headline for the wrong reasons. There might be a couple of good things he does here and there. You know what I'm saying? We're waiting for his announcement of supposedly the black woman as the vice president or his running mate. Um, but <laughs> and here's the thing. Maybe I'm going out on a limb. There's two things. There's two ways you can. There's three ways you can interpret this, right? Two of those actually make sense to me. One of them, if it's actually, you know, obviously it's the obvious bad way to look at it and the obvious, the obviously bad way that it would be if he was saying it this way. But here's the thing. Well, for one, let me just express what I think what what people are saying is the bad way to interpret this. You know, what he meant in terms of in what basically what people are saying he meant in that is obviously negative. I think people are believing that when he says Biden, you know, when Biden says that there's no diversity in the black community, but there is in the Latino community. I think people are just saying that Joe Biden is trying to say that black people are a monolith, which is obviously bad and just plainly not true. You know what I'm saying? They're not uh, a monolith. They're not, they're not all one thing. Black people are incredibly diverse and their beliefs and all of that. Right. So obviously Joe Biden is wrong. And I mean, let's stick with that 
wrong. Let's say that's that is what he's trying to say. I mean, what the fuck, Joe Biden? I mean, I feel like he's kind of blowing. He's almost like the the warriors uh, of of this um, presidential election, where like Trump is fucking up the worst he could ever fuck up with this, you know, the dealing of the coronavirus, just his pre- presidency in general. He's fucking up so bad. So like, Biden kind of just has to say the normal shit, you know. Like he just has to say the right thing, and he could possibly win the twenty twenty elections. So the reason I compare it to the Warriors is like, you know, he's kind of blown. And like the Warriors had a very easy path to to uh, to uh, the finals, or not easy path to the finals, an easy path to win the finals and get that chip in twenty seventeen against the Cavs, right? Uh, they're 3-1. They're up 3-1 against the Cavs. All you have to do is just, you know, win the next game to play it safe and you got it. That's all that Joe Biden has to do. But he's continuously blown that 3-1 to lead over and over again. Let's not forget that a couple of months ago, this guy said, if you don't vote for me, if you ain't black, to a black person and speaking to black people. If I know one thing, you can't tell people that are a certain thing that they're not that certain thing because they're just going to be mad at you. You know, to relate it to me, you can't tell a Dominican that they're not Dominican if they don't do a certain thing. Or even even you know, furthermore, you can't call Dominicans Puerto Ricans because they're going to get mad because you're telling them something they are not. They but We Dominicans take a lot of pride in being Dominicans. So if you call us Puerto Rican, we're going to get angry. Same thing with Puerto Ricans if you call them Dominican. You can't tell people who are a certain thing that they are another thing. That's just like common sense, I think. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's something that's crazy. (laughs) I don't think that should be something that I should even say. But I guess I have to say it with Joe Biden. And even besides him, you know, continuously alienating the black vote, even though the guy has fucking Barack Obama in his side. Like, how do you have Barack Obama on your side and black people are still kind of torn on you? That's how you know you're really blowing that fucking 3-1 lead. You know what I'm saying? But even besides that, you know, the fact that he passed the 97 crime bill, which affected a lot of black people, a lot of people, you know, you know, bring that up in regards to his presidency. You know what I'm saying? Um, and even besides, if you take race out of it, the guy's clearly just wild. The guy clearly doesn't know what the fuck he's saying. The guy clearly has mental issues. The guy clearly probably has dementia. So even if you remove race out of it, even if you're not dividing the black, your uh, your uh, your possible black voters, you're still like not fit to be president, really. I mean, you know, it's not like Trump is any better. I mean, we saw that Axios interview, but well, I haven't seen it, but I know he said some wild shit in there. But regardless, it's like. Bro, how do you how are you fucking up this bad? But that's how he could be fucking up like really badly, right? In terms of if you understand, if you interpret this statement as that, that's just another fuck up in the long list of fuck ups Joe Biden has been doing. I mean, just looking at his face. I mean, look at this fucking loser. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He looks like he's not real. He looks like he was he's been dead a long time ago. But regardless, if you take his statements, um. In that negative light, I totally understand, and it makes sense. You, that's a right thing to jump to that conclusion because of all the ways he's fucked up. But here's the thing: I think there's two other ways to interpret what he's saying. One that I 
thought that the, the, that's what he was going for. And then another one that also made sense that I learned while, you know, seeing what people were saying about this. I'll say the one that other people are saying that it's actually not as negative as the first one. He might have been talking about the fact that um, the Latino community is much more diverse in terms of voting than the black community, which is all but a fact. You know what I'm saying? Like it kind of this is kind of like if that's what he meant, he still fucked it up. But if he would have worded that in the right way, it would have been kind of him saying again, like, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black because basically all black people vote for Democrats at this point. That's like a very common knowledge the Democratic Party tries to get the black vote, right? Um, I think that that is one way that he could have meant it, that it wasn't that bad, you know. Still possibly bad because you can't really... Well, you can if you're looking at the data, right? That's kind of... that's kind of There's kind of... Um, yeah, what is the word? Empirical? Empirical data that proves that that is the case. Most black people vote Democrat. And there's no judgment either way. That's just kind of what it is. But if that's why he, if that's what Joe Biden meant, obviously you need to say that Joe Biden. You can't just say <laughs> that. Unlike the African American community, the Latino community is an ex- incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes. You have to say, you know, the black community isn't as diverse in terms of the way they vote. That's all you have to say. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not that hard. But also, the way that I took it um, when I first heard it, besides the obvious bad way you can interpret it, the way I interpreted it was just kind of like in a basic sense of how diverse in general the Latino community is because we're mixed with so many different things and we all look like the Latin- a typical, a, a Hispanic person, a Latino person can range from super white skin with blue eyes you know what i'm saying and um you know super white skin but blue eyes blonde hair or red hair all the way to the darkest skin person there is that's how wide the range of the latino the latino community can be right in that sense i can understand why he's saying with like the latino community could be extremely diverse and the black community not as diverse in that sense, right? Because it's not like you're going to find, you know, well, there are like South African people who are like white skinned, but I don't necessarily think they're considered black. When you think about the African-American community, there's no one that's really like white, white, that's like African, except for like Lil Mosey, which I guess is black or logic. <laughs> All right, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe there are really white people in the African community, but I don't know. The first thing that popped up in my head was just that of like how diverse the Latino community can be because of all the ways that we've been mixed, right? Like, you know, the mix between Spaniards, um, Native Americans, and Africans. You know what I'm saying? Like that mix of African slaves, Native Americans, and Spaniards was much more prevalent in the in the latino community and therefore there's so much variance in that community so much so that there's also like issues you know i'm saying you've heard i'm sure you've heard the 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 term um 
Afro-Latino and how a lot of Hispanic Latinos can be racist and how black people get mad that Latinos can be racist because some of them are like blacker than black people. So how can you be racist against black people if you're like just like us? It could be really complicated. And that's another thing that kind of proves that, yeah, like Latinos, uh, the community of Latinos can be extremely um, diverse in that way. But obviously, Joe Biden, you need to fucking be. I mean, maybe I'm just, you know, kind of asking too much of Joe Biden, somebody who is clearly demented at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm probably asking for way too much. But I'm just saying, like, come on, Joe Biden. You need to realize what the fuck you're saying and say it right if you're going to say it at all. Because, you know, people are on your ass. People are kind of even hoping that you become the presidential candidate. You know what I'm saying? So you fucking up this bad is blowing a three to one lead the same way the Warriors did um, back in 2017. Hey, let's go. Amina. Love. Hey, uh, uh, oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, we got When your skin darker, shit gets harder. All right, Amine, that's the first like real line of the album, and um, oh well, let me continue it a little bit. It's a black album, like Sean Carter. Right, exactly. When so, I mean, he's just kind of. I mean, this is a statement first track if I've ever heard one. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should know. Well, maybe you don't. Whatever. Regardless, Amine dropped an album, Limbo. This is his second uh, LP, um, a follow-up to his mixtape, 1.5, which I thought, you know, it's funny. He calls it a mixtape and with good reason because I feel like he was kind of experimenting with sounds on that album or in that mixtape, um, which then we see very prominently in songs like Woodlawn, uh, can decide, you know what I'm saying? Like Riri, like those kind of sounds that get explored in this album as well, which is kind of, it's kind of nice to see that evolution. But regardless, Eminem's dropped a me. I say Eminem, Amine dropped his second album. You know, I don't. Re- I think I did listen to Good for You, his first, uh, his debut, and I think it was okay, but I didn't love it. There's, I haven't really gone back to it ever since it came out, so it's not like I loved it that much. So in that way, this LP for sure, it to me is way better than that first one, just because it's even more memorable. And I think, I think also the lead up to this album created way more hype than um, "Good for You" did, because I mean, Amine, what the fuck is? How do you say his album? Amine, Amine, because he has the accent mark on the E, so I'm assuming it's Amine, but it's Amine, I believe. Weird. Put the fucking accent mark on the eye, goddammit. You're fucking up your pronunciation by doing it that way. But regardless, um, you know, uh, that first album was kind of weird because he was trying to capitalize on the success of his, uh, you know, really popular song, Caroline, which I think was really good. Um, but it was kind of like people were kind of seeing them as a one-hit wonder when that came out because, you know, obviously... You know, they saw Caroline was really popular, but it didn't seem it wasn't the more the most the more uh, it wasn't the most 
musically inclined song I've ever heard. It sounded very poppy, but it was definitely very charming and catchy. So it sounded like it wasn't a good song. But regardless, that Good For You album came out. Don't really remember it that well. So like I said, immediately this album was way better. And I feel like Amine on this album, he's kind of capitalizing on kind of... Well, he's definitely capitalizing on the hype that he was able to create for himself dropping for example shimmy which i'm gonna play a little bit of right now which that song was definitely a song that made me like oh shit mean is really he's really trying to go for it you know what i'm saying even with the sample with the odb sample oh, man, man. like oh, man, 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 even man, man, even man, the way the song up? starts even uh, when he's finally yeah. back it's been a whole yeah, yeah my nigga let's not front it's my year my nigga it's possibly been his year. It, it, you know, he's getting a lot of hype for this album. But, you know, this song came out, Shimmy. Everybody was like, fuck, this sounds good. Also, because it's kind of boom bappy. And we haven't really heard Amine on boom bappy music. Boom bappy music. So that kind of turned a lot of heads of people who probably didn't enjoy the poppiness uh, of 1.5 and good for you. Right. So already he's getting a new audience with this album. Then what's the next out al- the next song that he drops? I believe he drops um uh I believe he drops a song with Young Thug. Um let me see. Yeah, compensating. I believe he does Compensating yeah. for your feelings. And you know the feeling. This yeah. is what you thought would heal it. Which is more which is kinda like it shows that he still has his catchiness back, you know what I'm saying? He's not like it's not about to go full boom full boom bappy. Alright. I'm sorry. I stopped it before the beat drops. That's really unfair. Hold on, let me not do that. There we go. That's what I that's what I should have done first. I shouldn't have ended it right there. But so he shows you he can still do the fucking catchy shit, right? So if anything, he's kind of doing this thing where he's juggling both, you know what I'm saying? Like he's juggling both the, uh, how do I say it? Like, um, uh, like he's juggling, he's now he's trying to make like more like musically inclined music. So more convoluted and more like there's more musicality to it as well as showing, but I can still do that Caroline type of music that was catchy and would go on a radio station because this shit would for sure play at a radio station. But, um, I don't know if I said it, but yeah, this album kind of capitalized. He, 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 he's definitely showing more of his potential that he kind of showed in both good for you and 1.5. Like this album is very fucking concise at 14 tracks and 44 minutes long. Definitely like a tight album. And not only that, but the pacing and the track list of this is just kind of damn near perfect because there's no real song that you would want to skip, right? There's certain songs that might not be your type, but if you let the album play throughout, he was definitely striving to make a very cohesive album. You know what I'm saying? Like even the way the track list was done, right? So you go from Burden, which is a boom bappy song, right? Boom bappy. And I'm saying sometimes my Dominican accent slips out, but that's more of a boom bap song. Then you move on to Woodlawn, which is a typical rap song with the flute with the or recorder, whatever the fuck that is, right? You go to that. Then you go back to more to more of a soulful sound with Roots featuring J.I.D. and Charlie Wilson. Then you go back to the guitar riddled, you know, trappy song that's can't decide. 
and then you continue on that with compensating, right, with the catchy, like the song I just played. Then you go to Shimmy, which is, again, Boom Bap, Pressure in My Palms, which is kind of a banger, Riri, back to that uh, melodic shit, easy, a more, um, a more, uh, a full, uh, R&B cut with Summer Walker. Then he goes back to his mom, you know what I'm saying? He loves his mama, the song Mama, he's kind of just rapping. Becky, which is kind of a, you know, a uh, politically inclined song that is actually kind of weird in the way that, you know, at first you see, oh, he's just kind of talking about being in an interracial relationship. If you see it that way, it can be kind of weird that he's doing that. But when you really unpack it, I think it's just kind of commenting on just the world as it is right now. You know what I mean? For sure. And then you go to the song Fetus, which was probably my least favorite, but only because I don't enjoy that kind of wild experimental type of instrumental. But in terms of subject matter and, you know, performances, it's probably one of the better songs on the album. Talking about just, you know, dealing with the idea of aborting a kid or bringing a kid into this world. You know, Injury Reserves, Injury Reserve is on this track with uh, a surprising uh, performance by Groggs. You know, rest in peace, Groggs. He recently passed away this year. And he's kind of talking about his kids, which is crazy because he had four kids. So he kind of left behind when he died. And now that just makes his track even sadder. And then, I mean, it kind of ends the album with fucking My Reality, which is a very Kanye-inspired song, which is supposed to be like this grand finale, which is another one that is one of my least favorite songs on the album, only because... It doesn't feel as grandiose as as it wants to be. You know what I'm saying? It wants to feel like a Kanye closing track. But it doesn't really get quite there. So this isn't like the most, the best album of the year or anything. But it's certainly a very solid album. And yet again, it shows more, you know, um, potential from Amine. Like I feel like Amine is just kind of one of those artists that it will probably just keep getting better and better. Because he has that fundamental talent that you kind of need to be as big as he wants to be and make the music that he claims is going to be a classic. So, you know, that's just what I thought of this album. I really enjoyed it. At first, my first listen was kind of like, okay, this is a fine album, but the more I listen to it is a very listenable, you know, project that I can just play the full album without any skips and just relax. And, you know, no track is going to put me off. Even the tracks I don't really like are still very listenable and I can just play them through and it feels like part of this cohesive thing, which I love when a project feels cohesive because I love full length projects. So that's exactly how this album felt. But yeah, that's, um, that's my review of Amine's, you know, limbo project. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm excited to see where else he can go from here. He's starting to really deliver on the promise that he's shown from the moment that Caroline song dropped, you know what I'm saying? From the moment that song dropped and it became really popular, um, he's starting to show, he's starting to build on his potential and this isn't it. I don't think this is like the best album he could possibly make. I think it can only go up from here. So I'm really excited to see what he does in the future. Um, so yeah, I'm excited, uh, for Amina's future in Limbo was a great project. Probably one of the most well done projects of the year.